0: Hey everyone, it's your girl Peyton. And your pal Danny. And welcome back to MV Teen. MB Teen is a fun and powerful podcast that encourages teens and tweens to live their best life. Today's question is, what is real about fake news? Let's get started.
1: What's real about fake news? Today, we are on location at Duke University Sanford School of Public Policy with Bill Adair. Bill is a Knight Professor at the Practice of Journalism and Public Policy. He's also one of the founders of the Pulitzer Prize-winning website PolitiFact. Bill examines new media, and most importantly, he focuses on checking facts so he can educate the public about what's real and fake in the world of news and politics. Let's give him a warm welcome.
0: Thank you so much for this opportunity, Professor Adair. We have been waiting to chat with you for a very long time, and now we are finally here. So my first question for you is, can you tell us about your PolitiFact website and why it is important to our nation?
2: You bet. Well, first let me welcome you both to Duke, uh, Peyton and Danny. It is great to have you here. Um, So uh, PolitiFact is a fact-checking website where we examine statements that politicians and people in the media make and we assess how accurate they are. Um, And that's a very simple thing in the sense that we look at what people say when you hear them and wonder really is that true mm-hmm. and i'm sure that you've heard politicians say things or heard people on television say things mm-hmm. and wondered if it was true that's what we look at at yes. politifact we we research those things and assess how accurate they are and rate them on a truth meter which is sort of, which is a fake fake device doesn't really exist yes. but we have six ratings that okay. are on this meter from true mostly true half true mostly false yeah, false we saw, i saw
1: it on your website you really saw, saw it yes. and
2: pants on fire so um so why is why is politifact important because to to be able to make smart decisions in a democracy. We need to know what's true and what's not. And so that's what PolitiFact does.
0: Right. Would you like to explain the um, Pants on Fire one for people?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You bet. Pants on Fire is the most popular rating. Mm -hmm. um, And on our website, on politifact.com, people will often go to the Pants on Fire page because Mm -hmm. they want to see if we've given a new... Um, pants on fire rating to a politician. Um, so originally, when we thought of the truth a meter we only had five ratings, just true to false. And then we came up with this extra kind of bonus rating as a joke. And so pants on fire was originally just a joke and we were going to use it for humorous fact checks where we didn't really intend mm-hmm. to fact check someone seriously. Um, we might do it in, in a more light-hearted way. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- what we found when we started was that people really liked Pants on Fire as a rating and that, and that also sometimes politicians said things that were not just false, they were ridiculously false. Mm-hmm. And so we decided that we would use Pants on Fire for those claims. So Pants on Fire means ridiculously false.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you. So in your experience, what was the most ridiculously false news story or most pants on fire news story that has gained traction? And what do you think made it seem believable for people?
2: Um, that's a great question. Um, probably going back to PolitiFact's origin, the most ridiculously false thing was the claim that president obama was not born in the united states um and we gave that claim pants on fire Uh, and that was um um pushed by people who for whatever reason wanted to believe or suggest that president obama was not an american Mm -hmm. and so we we fact checked that several different ways and rated that pants on fire
0: okay Thank you. Um, my next question is, um, you know better than anyone that the mention of fake news makes people emotional. Was fake news a thing before we started hearing so much about it? Because um, I didn't hear much about it till like this past couple of years. I don't know if that's because I'm just getting older or just and now noticing things or just because. Just
2: well, me. that's a great question, Peyton. Um, that's great because I think what you have have suggested when you asked it is that people have different meanings Mm -hmm. for the phrase fake news so after the 2016 election when the phrase first got lots of prominence it meant articles that were written to be intentionally false and that was fake news and those articles had in the political campaign been um very much um uh had had spread a lot Mm -hmm. and uh and there was some question about whether they had a an effect on the outcome in the 2016 election so that was the original definition of fake news but pretty quickly uh president trump then president elect trump started using that term as an insult to the news media Mm -hmm. and he would call the news media fake news Mm -hmm. and so at that point he said it so often that I think the phrase began to mean different things to different people. To some people it means false news articles, to Mm -hmm. other people it means the mainstream media when they disagree with the mainstream media or when the mainstream media attacks their candidates. So I don't use the term very often because there is not a common meaning for it.
0: Okay. I like that answer. Do you guys, like, have you guys had to, like, work even more now that you, like, that There, it's, like, out there even more than it was before?
2: Yes. I think that it's been a busy uh, few years mm-hmm. for fact-checkers. Um, and I think what's happened is that Um, some politicians are much more careless with the truth or have decided they don't care as much about the truth and so it's more important than ever for the fact checkers to do their work and tell people what's true and what's not Um, fact checkers by by our code of principles which is a a um, set of guidelines that we follow we are nonpartisan, so we're not Republicans, we're mm-hmm. not Democrats, we're nonpartisan, Oops. and we. Um, but we're very busy because we have to check these important claims that the politicians are saying, mm-hmm. and we have to assess whether they're true or not.
0: Okay. Um, I have awesome friends, but sometimes we don't always agree on what is true and what is false in the news. Um, sometimes they tell me a news station I may be listening to is making up. Um, stories, but in my mind, um, they're just maybe like hearing it um, wrong or in a certain way. Um, my question is: Do news stations really intentionally deliver false news um, stories, or to their viewers? If so, why and how? Which news providers are best?
2: Um, well, that's a that is a challenging question, mm-hmm. Peyton. Um, so. Uh, PolitiFact does not do overall ratings on news organizations, so I can't really tell you which organizations are best. Um, I think rather than address uh, cable television networks, I would recommend more online sources such as uh, the Associated Press or... Uh, Reuters, which are news services that are known for mostly having articles that do not have any opinion in Mm -hmm. them. Um, The New York Times and the Washington Post also have many news stories that don't have opinion in them. But they also have analysis articles that do have a point of view Mm -hmm. and they do have opinion articles that have a very distinct point of view Um, and that's okay there's nothing wrong with journalism that has a point of view there's nothing wrong with opinion journalism the most important thing is that we know what we're reading or know what we're hearing and that's where i think many news organizations could improve they need to label their articles better and indicate what's opinion and what's just news
0: okay also um this question just popped up in my mind i was wondering how do you guys find the like the information for fake news um yes
2: So the most important thing for PolitiFact in fact checking is to find independent information that is not partisan. So it's not from a Republican point of view, it's not from a Democratic point of view, but comes from a neutral source, from a a nonpartisan organization. So PolitiFact often looks to government agencies that are not partisan, Mm. such as the the uh, government accounta- accountability office or the congressional budget office and okay. they are known for being um, scrupulously nonpartisan mm-hmm. and um, there are also some think tanks these are groups that where um, very smart people study issues there's some think tanks that are not as partisan as others and mm-hmm. so we often will look to those. There's nothing wrong with being partisan. It's just important to know when you're getting information from an organization yes. that is partisan um, what their point of view is.
0: Yes. Um, that's very good to know. That that also gives people more tips and um, tricks to finding the right things. Real, so, yes, <laughs> real news. Yes, real news. So I was reading um, a little bit. And I saw something, and it was talking about new journalism and media. How does um, that affect our consumption of news and other information?
2: Well, the media has changed tremendously Mm -hmm. in 20 years. Yes. So 20 years ago, the Internet was just beginning to be a news source. Mm -hmm. And now, in 2019... It is a major news source, and for many people, it is the main yeah. news source. And so, um, and with it, a lot of things have changed. So, it used to be that news organizations could, do, uh, that readers understood. That if an article was on the opinion page, that it was an opinion article. Mm -hmm. If an article had a certain kind of logo, that it was an opinion article. But now, opinion articles on the internet look just like news articles. Mm -hmm. So that's where there's a lot of confusion, I think. And politicians that um, like to be critical of the media have seized on this and have often attacked news organizations saying they're biased. Well, often that's not true. The news organizations are not biased. It's just the case that some of their content needs to be better labeled Mm -hmm. as being opinion. Um, Now, there are news organizations like magazines, like The Atlantic, that do have mostly opinion articles and mostly come from one point of view. Um, they too need to do a better job explaining their content and labeling it.
0: Okay. Um, What types of research should journalists do before sharing a news story with the public?
2: Um, Well, journalists should do the same thing that everyone should do, which is they should read the article. (laughs) One of the problems is that people will often share an article Mm -hmm. before they themselves have read it. Mm -hmm. And that's a mistake Um, and people need to be sure that they are familiar with all the content that they're about to share. Mm -hmm. And because in effect they are um, taking some responsibility for it by putting it out there and urging people to read it.
0: (laughs) Yes,
1: thank you. Um, Do you think that people believe more false news than real news? And does society even care about truthfulness any, truth, truthfulness anymore in your eyes? And why or why not? What do you um why are
2: why I think people do care about truthfulness. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is that um some people are so interested in hearing the news that they want to hear. Mm-hmm. In other words, the news from their political point of view that they will ignore the truth. Yes. Right.
1: And do you think people believe more false news than real news, or?
2: No, I don't think so. I think they just um, they want to believe that their team is right. Yeah. You know, I would liken it to being a Duke basketball fan. You know, <laughs> like I know that my team is the best, and I know that um, that my my coach Coach K never does anything wrong <laughs> and so if someone writes an article that says Coach K does something wrong I won't yeah. believe that article <laughs> and so you know I think it, being in politics today is like being a Duke basketball fan I think mm-hmm. you you want to believe that your team is always right yeah
1: so like they on your um so just like people believe what they want but they, they want guys. to believe
2: Exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) How do you think um, social media affects people when it comes to fake news?
2: I think um, social media is a way that spreads all kinds of information, including information that's not accurate. And it can spread it really quickly because people who are passionate about a political party a political candidate, will very quickly spread something without checking it out to see if it's true.
1: Okay. Um,
0: when you say, so social media, I was wondering, like, do you think social media is like a dangerous um, place to get your research from or anything like that? Or do you think it's okay to get it from there?
2: I, um, I think social media is like a sign on the highway. Uh-huh. Um. I think it can point you to a good place to get information, but it's not enough information mm-hmm. by itself. Okay. And so you're driving down Interstate 40 and you see a sign for a restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: is that enough to know whether that's a great restaurant? No. no you want to check it out. You yes. know, you need to see if that's a great restaurant.
0: Mm, okay.
1: A few weeks ago, Mark Zuckerberg said his company would um, would not fact check political ads. In your eyes, is it fair for social media platform owners and leaders to not regulate false stories and advertisements that show up on people's timelines and in um, searches?
2: That's a great question, Danny. Um, so I think that. Um, uh, uh, and I should I should um, tell you and your listeners that Facebook has supported our programs here mm-hmm. at uh, at Duke and so Facebook has been a generous supporter of, of what we do um, although I don't feel any I don't it's not like I, I feel any um, requirement to answer that question in any way um, I think um, A general approach for information is the idea that we should empower people with the truth. Mm -hmm. And so the more that anyone, whether they're getting political advertising or any kind of message, um, we should get them accurate information. So an ideal way to help anyone in this loud, boisterous (laughs) political ecosystem that we're in is to get people more fact-checking so I would just love to see people get more fact-checks
1: okay and would you like if you were like in Mark Zuckerberg sh- Zuckerberg shoes or um in a person's um who's in charge of that how would would you make sure everything's being fact-checked or like how would you, what would you do
2: well I actually um um have I I talked to Facebook people a lot and helped Facebook set up its current system which is called the third party fact checking system where fact checkers review uh, articles that are suspected to be false from false news um, producers and then provide to Facebook users information about whether that whether those articles are accurate or not so Facebook set up this program and I think that program has some great strengths to it I think there's some things that could be better but I think in general um, that that whole idea of having the journalists do the fact-checking and then Facebook to decide what to do with it with that information I think that's a smart concept
1: okay um, it- if we know that there is a worldwide problem with spreading false news stories through the internet, why can't we stop it?
2: Um, because the false news can spread so fast that the human fact checkers cannot keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, so it's a problem of scale. The internet is so big and it's a problem of speed they can spread these false news articles so quickly.
0: Okay. Also, I wanted to see, is there a way we can stop it?
2: Um, that's a great question, Peyton. <laughs> um, I think we will never stop completely mm-hmm. false yeah, news in the you. same way that yes. I don't think we'll ever stop people from lying. You know, I think that will always be a problem. But working with tech companies, I think journalists can provide them with valuable information that they can use, that the tech companies can use, to reduce, dramatically Mm -hmm. reduce, the spread of false information. So I'm hopeful that that can make a major dent in the problem of misinformation.
1: Okay. In my history class, we're studying the Constitution, and I have been given um, the assignment to examine the First Amendment.
2: Oh, good. Um, That's my favorite amendment. Yes, and
1: it was easy to research, too. In your opinion, do you believe that freedom of speech is being taken advantage of? And should one, should one person's freedom of speech be allowed to oppress or threaten another's person's freedom or overall?
2: So, um uh the First Amendment provides wonderful protections for um, for journalists, for people who want to speak up in American politics uh, and many many other people. So the First Amendment is provides vital protections in our country. Um, it does, have some drawbacks, particularly in the way that it's been interpreted. Mm -hmm. And I think anytime you allow the kind of broad freedom that the First Amendment does, it's probably inevitable that you're going to have some undesirable consequences. Mm -hmm. And so we need to try to identify those and see if there are ways to minimize them but i think we always have to be careful that whatever we do to try to fix a problem that we don't limit free speech and so the first amendment provides wonderful wonderful protections and we don't want to give up those wonderful protections
0: Bill, what's on the horizon for PolitiFacts.com and your fact-checking ventures?
2: Uh, here at Duke, I work on what, what is called automated fact-checking, where we try to take the fact-checking that's done and try to um, and try to put it on the TV screen when people need it. So the mm-hmm. dream is that when you're watching a speech or a debate that when a politician says something that has previously been fact-checked, that fact-check will pop up on the screen. And oh, okay. so what I'm going to play for you is an example of that, where our technology, which we call Squash, think of it like an app on your phone, mm-hmm. where our app Squash detected what Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. said and popped up on the screen the right fact-check. So mm-hmm. I can play that for you if you're oh, okay. if you're recording. Okay.
1: Perfect, yes in this country. Insurance companies last year sucked $23 billion in profits out of the system. How did they make that money? Every one of those $23 billion was made.
2: And so that, what happened on the screen was exactly what we want at the moment that she said $23 billion, Mm -hmm. our App Squash detected that she had previously been fact-checked on a similar claim, mm-hmm. and it popped up, this previous fact-check, which had been published in June by PolitiFact, um, where PolitiFact had assessed when she said the insurance companies last year sucked $23 billion in profits out of the healthcare system. And PolitiFact had rated that accurate. Mm. And so that popped up on the screen right at the correct moment. And it was a wonderful example of how our app can work properly to help people find the truth.
0: The main goal for MB Teen Podcast is to help teens and tweens to live their best life. So what precautions should we take to avoid being fooled by other fake news stories?
2: Uh, So, not just to avoid being fooled by false news articles, mm-hmm. but I think in general, be skeptical of what you read,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, be skeptical of what you hear, and do some research. Okay. It, is, it is worth a little bit of time to look up on the internet when you see something that you wonder about. Mm -hmm. Don't just assume that something is true and do a little research to find out if it is and that will help you a lot in life.
1: Okay. And I also think that um, the websites you go on, really, um, when you are doing the research, because we know that all the websites are 100% accurate.
2: Absolutely.
1: But hopefully with your system that can get better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering, so like, this just came up also for like youtube videos like i wonder what types of people should you trust and what types of people should you not trust like with youtube
2: well um
0: wait can i rephrase that sure um do you think youtube is like useful um in some ways or no ways
2: (laughs) you're you're asking great (laughs) difficult questions okay um I think YouTube, like any, um, any major publisher, broadcaster, tech platform, mm-hmm. YouTube has some important content, some marvelous content, some really valuable content. Mm-hmm. But it also has content that is filled with... Um, commentary that is not particularly helpful to our political Mm -hmm. discourse and uh and plenty of things that are just inaccurate so what should you do about that be skeptical you know be skeptical of what you hear and read and do a little research to check it out whether it's on youtube or it's just an article on the web
0: okay So thank you so much um, for taking the time. I'm happy that we, we're, we're very happy yeah. that we got to meet you at the business fair because if that was not the case, then we probably wouldn't have been um, at Duke today. Thank you very much.
2: You bet. Thank you so thank you. much for coming to Duke.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Once again, we would like to give special thanks to Bill Adair for taking time out of his busy schedule to let us interview him.
0: Yes, you have also taught us and our listeners about the effects of fake news and about PolitiFact.com. Everyone, don't forget to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. Also, for our listeners, don't forget to that you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. Always remember to live your best life. See you next time.